Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll and today I'm going to be talking to you about mooring lines. No, you didn't miss here, I didn't say boring lines, I said mooring lines. So it's always it's been a bit of a passion of mine since I started Above and Beyond Boating. Um, I came from a place in England, Chichester Harbour, Hailing Island, where very, very few people used to have fixed mooring lines. Um, and because of the tides, it was a fairly common skill, you know, using lines, using springs, having lines set up when you went into a marina. Um, to put it in perspective, before I moved to Australia, I had never actually seen a boat come into a marina without having a, at least a bow and a stern line ready to take ashore. Um, and then I quickly learned when I started teaching on own boats in Australia, because the majority of boats in marinas have fixed mooring lines here, and there's you know a significant lack of visitor mooring facilities, so um, people tend to go in and out of their same berth. It's actually quite achievable to have owned a boat for a long time, um, and not really be comfortable with how you might use mooring lines um, to your advantage. So just going to give you some points, thoughts, ideas. Number <clears throat> number one is, um, you know, having one line for one job and the right line for the job. So we're, they don't necessarily have to be, they can either be three strand or um, some kind of polyester, but you want something that's going to, has some stretch in it so old the one of the downsides of using say old sheets and halyards is they're designed to not stretch and probably by the time you've retired them they're at their close to their breaking point anyway so when you if you use them to tie your boat up then um and and leave it like that then when you're the boat's kind of moving around then that can actually end up snapping the rope that said, if that's all you've got and you're using that to kind of get the boat secure before you put fixed mooring lines on it, it's probably not the end of the world. It's just just an understanding for you that di- you know different ropes have different properties and uses for a reason. Um, the next thing is um, the use of a um, a stern line uh, to help hold the bow in. Um, the the best thing I could do here is, you know, rather than try and waste your time explaining this, is if you haven't seen it, just jump on um jump onto the uh my website, doubleabboating.com. Um and in the boating insights we've got um a free four part video series. It takes like ten, twelve minutes to watch, uh, that kind of explains that. It's completely free. So just have a look at that and I think that'll be helpful for you. Um if this is a new one. Um the next is spring line. So, um, you know, reverse, you know, having a, a line on the dock, um, either tied from sort of somewhere on the dock in the mid, like close to the middle of the boat to the stern or close to the dock in the middle of the boat to the bow that you can use uh, to either drive forwards or reverse on and, and help lever the boat towards the wharf and subsequently get the boat off of the wharf. So that's... Um, you know that's something which is well worth understanding um, and and knowing how to set it up. It's not something you can really do with fixed mooring lines because once you drive against it, you can't get the loop off of the cleat. So you'd need to run your own your own lines for that. 
Um, after that, um, a little bit of safety for you for a minute. So um, I find it really does scare me when I see people with their hands in the middle of a loop on mooring lines, um, you know, and then someone at the other end of the boat trying to drive against them. So when you are using fixed mooring lines or, if you know, if, if you take no other advice and you don't use bound your own bow and stern line when you come in to moor, um, please, please make sure that you are taking the time to show people about not putting their hands in the loops and uh, and that you um, you are also just being careful that you're not driving hard um, against something when you're not clear whether or not someone um, has actually got their hands and fingers clear. Um, now... The next thing is a little bit of practice. So if you always come in and out of the same pen and um, just go and find somewhere that's, you know, uh, an easier outside wharf or a tea head or a, a fuel wharf somewhere and on a quiet day just have a practice at using some fixed lines. We've got, you know, we go into a bit of detail in this with um, fender setup and, you know, effective ways of using springs and things in the uh, in the module four of the online skipper course to really try and help you with this um but kind of my my closing thought for you is actually what i've learned is that uh teaching people to park and berth a boat really well has comes from them being really really good and solid at using their mooring lines and getting their crew using their mooring lines effectively to get on and off of wharfs and uh, and problem solve, you know, different wind and tide configurations. So um, if, if if you'd like to go adventuring more and you'd like to not be stressed about going into unfamiliar berths and marinas, I cannot recommend enough putting some effort into this. Um, it's not something that we can, you know, do heaps on in a podcast, which is why I'm, I'm also directing you to the free and um, paid content that we have available for this. Um, but practice, um, understand the lines, uh, brief your crew and um, and if you are always using fixed mooring lines then please um, please educate yourself a bit and do some training ready for going to new places thanks very much for listening